Hey everybody, welcome back to the Introversion Podcast. So I was at the gym today, as usual, uh, these days, which is a good thing. And this song came up, which I've played a little snippet of in the intro here. And it's a song that I've liked in the past. I think I saw it on a dance show. It wasn't So You Think You Can Dance, but I I think it was the other one. But yeah, so I really like this song. And the vibe of it, the energy of it, the lyrics uh, kind of just really moved me as I was working out and I don't know how you are when you work out, but if you're just working out, like I kind of get into the zone with the workout, but also with whatever I'm listening to. And I don't want to say it triggered a response in me, but you know, it, it led me to thinking and feeling about the things that I'm going to talk about right here, right now, today. Not that, a, not that I need to give a little warning here in advance, but a little bit of a disclaimer here. Um, the subject of MGTOW... It's been demonized in the past, and you know if you if you Google it, you look it up. It's a bunch of white supremacists and alt right Nazis and all this stuff. So, which is if that, that's what Wikipedia might say, but it's not literally what it is at all. And not that this is a MGTOW podcast, but let's be honest, I discovered MGTOW principles in 2019, and I would say. Most of this podcast through 2020 and 2021 has been me dealing with the pandemic issues and those kind of things, living in Philly and um, just dealing with all the societal shit going on. Um, Let's be honest, that's what the Introversion Podcast has been. But I've kind of steered away from some of the MGTOW themes and uh, I understand there's some toxicity to that term and everything, but today... Again, just a little disclaimer. Uh, we're going to get into some MGTOW themes a little bit here today. And whether you're a woman or whatever listening to this, hopefully you can just listen and realize like the MGTOW doesn't necessarily mean anything toxic or hateful toward women or misogynist or anything like that. So I'm just going to speak from the heart and say some things that I've been thinking about and feeling today. I'll start out by saying... It's a harsh world out there. And for guys listening to this, some of this is probably going to hit home. Maybe some other guys this doesn't hit home for. So, you know, when you speak about men, women, it's generalities. But however this hits you, let me just say, this is sort of what I think it's like being a man, right? Not just for myself, but I kind of see this. I experience it. I see it in the world. So... Take it with a grain of salt, whatever, this list I'm about to run by. But this is kind of what it's like being a man out there in this harsh world, as I said. One is, there's not much sympathy for you. You know, if, if you have problems, you know, if you have struggles, if you're hurting, you know, and, and this also goes into my second point, there's little or no room for excuses, you know. Again, these are sort of societal expectations of men. There's not much sympathy for you. There's little or no room for excuses. It's like if you have problems, people don't want to hear about it, you know, and this expression, of course, that goes around. And I kind of wonder if men say this more about men or if women say this more about men. 
kind of hard to pinpoint exactly who says it more, but we all know the expression, man up, man up, you know. And I'm going to list a couple more things here, but there's a little bit of sort of mixed messages. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But with the whole man up thing, it's, it's another way of echoing these ideas that there's not much sympathy for you. There's little or no room for excuses. Men and women, people out there, society, they don't want to hear it. You know, it's unattractive to complain and to be looked at as weak as a man. And when you're complaining about something in the world or something is problematic or troublesome in your life, on the one hand, it can be therapeutic just to at least express it, to acknowledge the problems you have. And it feels even better if you're expressing it and it's actually being received and well-received. You know, there's something I feel like that is healthy and natural about that. But at the same time, there's this other, the other side of the coin where it's like, you know, shut up, man up, you know, pay the bill, you know, be a man, do the right thing, stop complaining, stop whining, like, you, you know, step up, be a man. Be a man, do the right thing. <laughs> you'll hear this from liberals, you'll hear this from conservative Christians all the time, you know, to be a man of God and whatever, you know, step up, be a man be a leader, all that stuff. So, and kind of along these lines, like there, there seems to be this anti-toxic masculinity movement to get men to open up, to express themselves, to show emotions. To cry, etc. But the reality is often that when men do so, they're mocked by other men or seen as weak by women or other men, especially if you as a man are disclosing your various struggles and weaknesses. Again, this goes back to that harsh reality that there is a precedent for there not being sympathy for you as a man and people don't want to hear your excuses. It's up to you as a man to get your shit together. And okay, so be it. I'm doing that. That seems respectable and the right thing to do now and always, really. I mean, we should do that. Okay. But after a while, if life, and I mean on a daily basis, day after day after day after day, is just about doing what you've got to do to level up, to earn respect, to be appreciated, to be desired, it does get monotonous, and if visceral rewards are not showing up after a few days or a few weeks or a few months, it can easily become disheartening, and yes, some may give up, but even if you don't give up because you realize giving up is not the answer, well, I feel like there's this nebulous in-between, which is kind of where I've been maybe for a while where I'm continually moving forward, but there is a residual uneasiness that things in a grander sense won't ever actually get better, you know? And, and this is where I kind of want to talk about the feminine here. I've been talking about what it's like being a man, but I also want to talk about 
femininity, feminine energy, and how that fits into the picture from a guy's perspective. And I was just kind of thinking about it like, you know, I can lift weights, I can get strong, I can tough it up, I can man up, I can work hard, I can do all that. You know, basically becoming a harder, stronger, thicker skinned man, right? And I can do all those things that are right, you know, that I should be doing. That's fine. But I just felt as I was at the gym today, like, where's the joy in my life? Where's the fun, the leisure, the excitement? I could go on and on listing all these things. And a lot of that feeling of like, that's not there in my life stems from there not being a lover in my life, you know, or, or multiple, like just girls dating and and all this kind of thing, you know? And I think back to when I had Christina Weber on the podcast and I briefly, we had a brief conversation about MGTOW and I explained to her what it was. I was surprised because she's in this whole relationship world and, and she had never even heard of the term MGTOW. I was surprised. So I kind of told her about it. And as I briefly explained it to her, she was like, that sounds like kind of a cop out, you know? And she's like, how can you live your life without women and everything that we offer and bring to the table and, and, you know, that we complete each other in a romantic relationship and all this stuff. She kind of went off about that. And I was like, I don't disagree with her. I don't. I, I agree with her that that is a fuller picture of life. You know, I'm speaking from a man's perspective here, but yeah, to, to go out and, and sort of, I mean, metaphorically speaking, go out to the cave mines and work, work hard, do a man's work, like just labor intensive, just build your body up, build your mind up, be strong as an individual, be masculine, manly, you know, able to fight, able to operate firearms, able to do all the things a man should do, like to to be able to protect a woman, to be able to protect your children, your family and whatever. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm all for that. And a woman, a woman should be able to enter into that picture and help complete the guy in order to sort of soften him a little bit. Because a guy who, even if he's doing all the right things, you know, like working out, making money, and if you're not making money, working hard toward making money, like building your career, your confidence, finding your direction and path in life, like all of those things are great. But if you're doing that in the harsh world that we live in today, as I've been doing, without any immediate reward, without any feminine softness entering into the picture to enjoy, it can all just feel really harsh and, dare I say, pointless. You know, like if you really don't feel like this is ultimately going to get somewhere other than you improving your own personal, physical, and financial situation for yourself, okay? Which is kind of the MGTOW fate, which is essentially, I mean, a lot of guys take go MGTOW like their own way. Some of them are like, well, if I'm not going to get with girls, if they don't, if they don't want to get with me, then fuck it. I'm just going to play video games, get fat, and I don't even need to make a lot of money, and I could just hang out and do whatever I want and live out the days of my life by myself or with my boys, whatever. A lot of guys do it that way. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, that's a little bit more of what Christina 
was getting at in terms of a, that being a cop out. You know, even I might call that a cop out a little bit because I feel like I wouldn't even call it a cop out. I would just call it being that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out of the traditional dating and marriage and children, family, the whole pathway in life. The easy way out is just like, fuck it, I can make enough money to just play video games and do my own thing. And why do I need to work out if uh, women aren't going to date me anyways? And just let yourself go and eat whatever food you like. You know, eat Twinkies all day and whatever and just get old and fat and do your own thing. Like, okay. But for me fundamentally I think that would just lead to depression because I feel like it's inherent it's just sort of a biological imperative I think as a man to man up so to speak in this way where I think it just should be fundamental I mean I would say this as to to people in general but I'm not going to speak as much about women in this moment but for men I just feel like shouldn't isn't it inherently in you to just want to be the best version of yourself you know to push yourself to work harder, to be more, to do more, you know, whether you get a girl or not, like, isn't it just fundamental? I don't know. Like for me, I think it is. And maybe that's just how I was raised. You know, my parents always wanted me to get good grades and go to the best college and and all these kind of things. Plus in church, you know, be a man of God, have integrity, blah, 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 all that stuff that I grew up with. So maybe that's a big part of it. But yeah, for me, I just feel like everything I do, whether it's this podcast or FMAO or edible shorts or my client work or anything that I'm doing or working out, I want to be excellent at it. I want to pursue excellence for excellence sake, you know? Uh, so that's just in me. So I won't ever fully, although 2017 was a rough year for me and I did kind of drop off and just play video games a lot, but that was a bad year for me and I was down and out and depressed. So You know, I just lost my hearing in 2016 and our dog died and it was rough, 2017. But that was a period of my life and I'd like to think that I've moved on from there. And I don't know what life holds in the future. Maybe I will fall back into some, I don't know, I don't know, you know, if my mom dies or something terrible happens to me, maybe I will just fall off the map and just be depressed for a while. I don't know. But I... I know depression is a lot of people have opinions on it and it's different for everybody. But for me, I'd like to think that my spirit, my soul is strong enough to overcome depression, but it might take a while to go through sort of a season of depression, if that makes sense. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not the uh, clinically trained psychiatrist and psychologist and all that stuff here. So I'm not going to comment more on that. But from my personal experience, I just feel like depression is something that can hit you and knock you down and you just don't feel like getting up. And it's up to me or up to you as an individual to eventually kind of decide, you know, is this all my life's going to be just wallowing around in the mud, depressed and down, or am I going to find something to live for some reason? You know, is there something out there in life worth enjoying or pursuing um, one thing I've, I've said about projecting forward to when I'm on my deathbed, looking back at my life, it's like, look, even if I fail at everything that I do, you know, even if I did this introversion podcast for this is what I started in 2020 now, and even if I keep doing this until 2040 for 20 years and I only have, I never even made it up to a thousand subscribers 
to be able to monetize this channel, whatever, you know, that would suck. That sounds pretty lame to me, but you know, whether it's this or any of my other projects, it's like at least on my deathbed, if I look back and say, well, I tried, you know, I did my best. I worked hard. I did the best I could. And, um, I'm proud of what I put out there in the world. Good energy, a good message, an openness and honesty. And, um, I don't know. I feel like I would have a certain peace at the end of my life about that, thinking about back on my life and as opposed to what, like I just sold out and just did boring generic client work my whole life and made a bunch of money and then I'm dead and then I have all this money to leave to nobody. And it's like, what's the point? I'll just give it to the government and some crooked charity at the end of your life. Like, what's the point of that? You know, I'd rather die in the end with no money, but I'm really proud and happy, pleased with what I've made and how I've spent my time and the experiences that I've had. And, and the fact that I dared to break free of the norm and that I tried to do things my own way, even if it ultimately didn't work out, even if I didn't find that romantic like love of my life or you know, like I went to go live in Japan finally and it wasn't all it was cracked up to be or I lived in Southeast Asia or South America, Mexico, like, I don't know, Europe. In the end, I just feel like, well, at least I tried. That's the best you can do is try your best, you know. But anyway, uh, I got off tangent a little bit there. I want to kind of bring it back to this feeling of, okay, so I'm a guy living this solitary MGTOW life, turning myself into the best version of myself. And I have girls liking me on the dating apps every week, but it doesn't matter because I'm not into them, you know? And and this is where I want to talk about. And again, like, I'm just saying these things. Like, it's funny when, as a guy, you just say these things about, you're just telling it as you see it in the world. It's not meant to be offensive. It's not meant to be misogynistic. It's not to, meant to be any of those things. But people read into it. I mean, I not to completely defend Andrew Tate here, but he does say some things that are very incendiary, let's be honest. But there is just a lot of truth to what he says, you know? But people don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear that shit! You know? And, like, feminists really don't want to hear it. Even if it's true, what he's saying. For example, just from me, if I'm doing my part, in being a, a, a manly, masculine man, and I'm like very fit, and I have my finances in order and my apartment, and I'm doing well for myself, let's just say as a generality. If I'm doing that, I can do that and continue to do that as a MGTOW guy, just apart from dating, just doing my own thing. But I'm admitting there is something lacking in my life. Like as I'm at the gym, you know, this line from the song, like, I'd rather be a lover than a fighter. Yeah, I'd rather be a lover than a fighter. You know, and I realized, like, all it is that I am doing is, like, I'm a fighter. I'm not a lover at all, really. And I, I don't even have any pets anymore now. I don't have a dog. No one for me to love, no child. You know, I don't even have... Like, I don't know. And with friends, 
I don't tend to think about friends as being people you really love, though. And I don't necessarily feel loved by my friends for a long time, really. I don't even have that expectation, you know. Again, maybe this is me just being hurt from the best friend I had back when I was like 29, 30, my Christian brother in Christ, and I was at his wedding, basically his best man, and he got married and disappeared, and I felt hurt by that, and and I did love that guy. I really did love him. Like, if there was a female version of him, I always say, that's who I would have wanted to marry, you know? And I don't know, maybe ever since then, I'm like, yeah, maybe friends just, in my mind, friends just come and go, even if you have a best friend. So I'm like, okay, all right. I like them. I like spending time with them, but I don't throw around that term love, either loving them or feeling loved by them. I don't. I don't. That's just where I'm at now with the concept of friendship. And for a while now, pretty much probably since then. So for the last 10, ah, 10 to 15 years, wow. Not that I'm saying friends are useless and it's not a worthy thing. I think having friends is a great thing in life, for sure. It's just, it's a step down from sort of a true, deeper love. Like, And I, to me, you know, I, I'm not going to go on about it, but my mom is probably the one person in my life that consistently I felt loved by and I love no matter what till the end. And my mom's old. She was diagnosed with cancer back in 2020. Such a great year that was. And, um, you know, she's not going to be around forever. And then I have to think about my life after that. And for me, yeah, the, the, re- the realistic, practical future for me is that I surround myself with a bunch of friends who I can go do things with. And they'd probably be single friends because the married friends are off prioritizing their family and their wife, their kids, their husband. And rightfully so. Your family should be a priority. But yeah, I think for the last 10 or so years, like I've basically had single friends. And we just were in the same mode in life as being single people, and we just go do our thing. And um, into the future, into my 50s and 60s, 70s, until I die, like, I don't know, I'm picturing that's probably what it'll be. You know, if we're staying the course the way things are progressing now, that's if I can find some like-minded people. And, uh, you know, I've, I don't think I've even mentioned on this podcast necessarily, but I've talked with a few friends. Like, I think it would be nice to get some like-minded friends together and we form a commune of sorts. We go off-grid a little bit and we farm and, you know, take care of each other and we you know, protect each other and we just have a little community in some small little town and little land off on our own. And, you know, we just enjoy life, you know, whether some of us have kids or not, or we're all just single or whatever, like we just enjoy life together, you know, and as society continually deteriorates, I'm like that, the concept of that, the picture of that in my mind just seems more and more appealing. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but again, it's kind of like me trying to wrangle my friends together who are, who are even like-minded politically and societally conspiracies and all this stuff like together. It's like, even there, it's like, it's like herding cats, you know, it's hard to bring people together at all for all kinds of various reasons. Each person has their own, like they got their own health issues or, well, you know, my, my parent lives here. I can't move away from them. And, Oh, I get this attachment. Oh, I got to find work over here. It's every, a billion reasons. 
So if the commune idea is not going to work for the long term, then I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just sketching out here my future, ultimately. Um, But I'm leaving out what I've deemed less realistic, which is basically this idea of having a significant other, having a life partner, having a lover. And everything just seems increasingly fickle in terms of sleeping around, dating, this guy, that girl, just, you know, different bisexuality, gender spectrum pronouns, like all this shit. It's like, it just seems further and further and further away from the, the idea of what I would prefer, what I desire, which is like to be with one person, to be with one girl. And she's cool and smart and creative. We laugh together. We enjoy life together. And whether we have kids or not, like we would at least enjoy each other's company. And this is where I kind of want to list off a few things here about what's been missing in my life as a MGTOW guy. Even if I'm doing well for myself, doing my own thing, I'm kind of confronted with the harshness of life this morning as I was listening to this song at the gym. And I'm just like, so here's what I would love to have sort of complete me in, you know, in my, in my life to make it more full, you know, that femininity, the feminine energy. And to me though, if that girl's coming into my life and we're together, like it, it should be, she's bringing to me like this feeling of comforting, peaceful, soothing, supportive, encouraging, fun, playful, sweet, thoughtful, flirty, seductive, desiring me, but also being desirable, like for me to desire her. And you can call these conservative, traditional, whatever, but I'm just like, to me, that's like, that is what I desire in a female partner. And like I was saying, more and more, that just seems impossible to expect that these days. And and maybe I'll kind of start to wrap up with this because um, it is a busy day today and uh, I am going to be recording with Tommy Danger, a new episode of FMAO tonight. I got to give a shout out to FMAO again. So but right now, if you go into a web, a web browser and type youtube.fmaoshow.com, that'll forward you to our YouTube channel. Or if you're in the YouTube app, just do a search for FMAO Show. And um, you should be able to find us. So go over there, hit subscribe. We're talking about all kinds of societal issues and um, cultural, political, all these kind of things. So as, as we're talking about that more over there, it's great because I think I'm going to be talking less about that stuff here on the Introversion Podcast and talking more about my life and thoughts and feelings like the way I'm doing today. Like, I think this is what introversion is going to be. And um, today's a great example of that. So I just had some thoughts and feelings and I just hit record and here we go. So, yeah, bringing it back here to introversion and, um, you know, whether you're new here to introversion or you've been listening for a while, if you're not subscribed, uh, do me a favor and um, hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button even. I know that really hurts your fingers to click the like button. I know it's really painful, but um, try it. 
You know, maybe if you if you keep pressing that like button, it might not hurt your finger as much. You kind of build up some strength there. So, yeah, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, um, because I one way or another, I am going to continue doing introversion. And um, it, it's nice just to have an audience. It's nice to know that there are people out there listening who who yearn for something more than the superficial. Um, because I go deep. Like this is what introverts do. Like this is one of my taglines unofficially for the podcast or the introversion brand in general is this is the antithesis of small talk. You know, I go straight away. I go deep on whatever the topic is, whatever the feeling of the thought, the subject matter is. So anyway, all of that being said, uh, let me bring it back to my concluding thoughts here. And I described sort of this ideal femininity that I'm desiring. And unfortunately, the reality seems more like in this age of empowered women, I'm a strong, independent woman, and they love to get up on their high horse and talk about how I don't need a man, you know, I'm making money for myself, and I'm, I'm this, I'm that. And, and I'm like, okay, I could say the same thing as a man. I could say I don't need a woman, you know. Financially, I don't need a woman. I'm going to continue to accomplish my goals in life and apply myself to the things I'm interested in and continually learn new skills and create more content and just put my art out there in the world in various forms. And like everything I was saying earlier, I am going to do all the things in life that I want to do creatively, experientially, all these things with or without a woman. Okay. With or without a lover. So that's not the point. You know, I, I know a lot of women say that, like, I don't need a man. I'm like, yeah, I don't need a woman either. All I'm saying here today is that it would be nice to have a woman so that we can complement each, each other. How wouldn't it be lovely? That I can be the man, she can be the woman. And all these ways, all these qualities that I listed, like I would love, yeah, I could say I need it. Or I want it somewhere in between. But like, I would just love to have soft, feminine voice in my ear who's just supportive and encouraging and just helps me work harder and keep going with my aspirations. Like, that would be wonderful. That would be lovely, you know? But apparently, that's too much to ask. And I think a big problem with this whole modern feminism thing is like, women are kind of like competing with men. Like none of those things that I listed there about the ideal femininity, none of those things are in line with competing with me. You know, I don't want to, and a lot, not just me, I think a lot of guys don't want to go out there, work hard, go to the office, do all this stuff, struggle, do all those things and come home and you see your girlfriend or your partner or whatever. And then you got to like fight with her, you know, or maybe you're making 50K and she happens to be making 55K or 60K. And then she is looking down on you because you're not making as much as her and she disrespects you. And then you feel like, well, you have to level up just to get on top of her financially. And like that kind of whole like tug of war thing. And guys don't want that in general. I'll always be quicker to speak for myself here, but I. You know, if, if there are guys out there or other MGTOW guys out there listening who comment and feel the same way, like, yeah, leave a comment down below on YouTube. Like, what do you think about this? Like, what kind of girls do you actually want to be with? You know, 
I think it's a pretty reasonable assumption to say that most guys, a lot of guys, would just love, even if you're a high-value alpha, alpha male up there, making seven figures, like $4 million a year, and you're six-pack abs, and you're tall, and you're built, and you, you're you know handsome and everything. I think those guys, at the end of the day, they can get girls, you know, they can sleep with a different girl every night. But at the end of the day, if they had to settle down with somebody, it would probably be with somebody who is sweet and all those qualities that I listed. Comforting, peaceful, soothing, supportive, encouraging, fun, playful, sweet, thoughtful, flirty, seductive, desiring, and desirable. All of those things. So I feel like it's fairly universal for the most part for guys to desire this. So anyway, I've said my piece for today on this subject um, to be continued most likely. Um, but that's just how I was feeling at the moment. It's just like, yeah, all right. I can continue living my independent life and doing all right. But I do kind of wish I agree with Christina Weber when I had her on the podcast, like, yeah, I, I think she was a bit harsh to just label it all a cop out. Cause it's not, it's more coping with the reality of the situation in our society these days. That's more what it is. It's not a cop-out. It's dealing with a harsh reality out there. But I do wish there could be more to life than just manning up and you know leveling up because that's the right thing for you to do as a man, and that's it. You know. So, yeah, I will just uh, leave it at that. I could go on and on with more and more thoughts, but... I will save it for another day. So for now, um, that's just where I'm at today. So farewell for now. Until next time. I hope this has been enlightening for you. Hey, glad you're here. If you've enjoyed any aspect of today's episode, I ask that you click like on this video. And if you'd like to see more in the future, hit that big fat juicy red subscribe button and click the little bell icon next to it in order to receive a notification as soon as new episodes are posted. And if you're not actually on YouTube right now, but are watching on Spotify or listening on Apple, please leave a five-star rating. It only takes a second, and it's a free way of supporting this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, there are plenty of ways to do so. You can post a comment on this video on YouTube. You can email me at podcast at introversion.com, or you can connect on social media. I'm fairly active on Twitter and Instagram as I am introversion. And last, but certainly not least, be sure to check out the brand new and ever-evolving introversion.com, where in addition to the podcast episodes, I am posting all kinds of interestingness and food for thought on a nearly daily basis. So yeah, take a break from Mark Zuckerberg's watchful eye and go actually bookmark an independent website like back in the day. Before the dark times. Before the empire. It's a harsh world out there, but keep calm and carry on, my friend. I will always be here at introversion.com, actively introspecting in order to live my best life and encouraging you and others to do so as well. Until next time. All done. If you survive, please come again.